0: like Paul, you know, there's a constant thorn in my side, and I'm pretty sure it's you. Boom. Roasted. I was reading through the Booker numbers, and I realized I hadn't blocked yours yet. Wow, oh, really? I have decided to unfollow you on Instagram. Hey, you want to go on a date this weekend? I was thinking about getting a campfire going. Kumbaya, yeah, this ain't gonna work anymore. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. You see me clapping my hands? No, because I'm not happy. Hey, real quick, are you mercy me? Because I can only imagine being satisfied in this relationship. Hey, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Because you for sure got kicked out. Oh, snap. Can we FaceTime? Uh, call me Peter because you're about to be denied three times. Um, are you a short-term mission trip? Because you're doing more harm than good. Take that one out. That one's probably too far. Scratch this one. I once was blind, but I'm about to see myself out of this relationship. Goodbye. Hey, real quick, um, are you the book of Revelation? Because this story's about to be over. What I love about John Chris is he brings out the, he brings out the ugliness of Christianity and makes it funny uh, because the thing is that we would use the Bible as a breakup line is, is just comical to me. You know, I, I, I see, I look around at, at Christendom and I don't see a lot of good things coming from it. Now, I know you're, you're like, well, pastor, you just seem angry with the church all the time. Uh, you would be right with that. Um, and the thing is, is, is we, the church, used to define the culture. In fact, you used to drive around town and nothing was open on Sunday. Why? Church. They used to not have sports things on Wednesday night. Why? Because church. Now, now if you ask somebody if they go to church, they're like, what's church? I mean, it's it's not something that everyone does anymore. And so I have to... Instantly, the church goes, well, it's their fault. But I say it's our fault. And I say it's our fault because I don't see a whole lot of good things coming from the church. And today, what we're talking about in Luke, Jesus is saying, how do we see good things? How do we see good fruit? And in Proverbs twenty-seven nineteen, it says, as water reflects the face, so, one, so one's life reflects the heart it says, as the water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. And that's our lives. If if our heart is not good, if our heart is not right with God, then our life will reflect that. So just as you look into water and you see your ugly face, like I do, just joking, my face is beautiful and so is yours, right? Because we are children of God, right? Let's build each other up, all right? As you look in, you see everything, you see every blemish, you see every bump when you look into that water. Why? Because it reflects what is there. So, your life reflects what's going on in your heart. And guys, the message I'm going to talk to you about today, I'm going to talk to you about three things that are essential, that are essential for your walk. Okay? What are three things that are essential for your life? Somebody help me. What are three things that are essential for you to live? Let me clarify that. Oxygen, what else? Water, food, and? Okay, so we got water, air, food, water, and oxygen. Okay, so let me clarify because they all came at. I'm ADD, and they came at me at five different times. Oxygen, food and water, and, or, no, Water and food. Okay, I, this made sense earlier. I don't know why it doesn't make sense now. You need all three of those to live oxygen, water, and food. Without the three, you would die. Now, some would argue you need sleep too. Uh, people go a long time without sleep, but yes, oxygen, food, water. And so, today, we're going to look at the three spiritual keys that you need so that you have good things flowing from you. And so We want people to think good things about us, but oftentimes there's not a whole lot of good from us. So if you skip a meal, if you skip a meal, what happens? You get grumpy. If you don't breathe, what happens? If you don't drink water, what happens? The nurses in the room know if you become dehydrated, a whole lot of bad stuff starts to happen. Your body starts to attack itself in a really weird way. And so if you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, if you don't have your Bibles, you're welcome to go to the YouVersion app. We will not judge you for using your phone in church just as long as it's on silent. You would think that I wouldn't have to say that, but it's key, but it's key, okay? And so, let me give some commercials while you're turning there, okay? As you leave today, we've got small group sign-ups out on the iPads. If you haven't signed up for a group yet, please sign up for group. I talk about food, water, oxygen. That is an essential being of your life, a small group Bible study, you will gain so much more from that than you can ever gain in any other aspect of your life. And you're like, "Are you saying, preacher, we're going to learn more from our small group? There's something magical about a small group Bible study that's awesome. So sign up for those. And then we are two weeks away, two weeks away from our grand opening. I'm excited. You're excited. In fact, a little, little secret between you and us, okay, or and you. Actually, is how I should say it. Uh, we might actually be in the building next week. Uh, we may be a week early. I'm not sure. The nursery workers rejoice, right? Yes, yes maybe. We will for sure have more parking next week. Praise Jesus. Yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. The worship band and I were having a conversation last night about, I don't think I've ever parked on pavement. Well, a lot of people haven't. It's just, it's just the fact of doing business, right? And guys, so let's go to Luke chapter 6. Let's read it, and then I'll set up where we're going to be. Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 43. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit, for figs are not gathered in thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from bramble bush. The good, the good person out of good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of, his, out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, so the mouth speaks. So what it's saying is, what Jesus is saying is, what is in your heart comes out of your mouth. Your mommy probably told you growing up, garbage in, garbage out. And so today, the title of my message is, how do we overflow good things? How do we overflow from the abundance of our heart good things? Now, remember, I went back to those three essentials for your spiritual walk. So how do we overflow good things? There's three essentials. The first thing, the first way that we overflow good things is we treasure God's word. We treasure God's word. Proverbs 2, 1 through 2 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commands with you, making your ear attentive to my wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. The Proverbs is the wisdom's books. It brings us wisdom, and it's saying you should receive my words and treasure my commands. Do you long to know God better? Would you like to be wiser, more skillful, and to have more knowledge and understanding? The Bible is your guide for this. Guys, I'm here to tell you everything you need for living. In fact, it says it in his word. Everything that you need for your life is in those pages. Everything. And the one thing that you are going to need to do to begin with is to read it. Not when you feel like it. Miss Ruby, when do they need to read it? Every day. Every day. If you listen to to Miss Ruby and my show on Monday, we talked about you've got to get up. Miss Ruby gets up early. Uh, I have kids, so I don't get up that early because I sleep. I'm just not good with Jesus that early, okay? But Miss Ruby gets up early and reads her Bible every morning. I kind of take the kids to school and get to the office early and read my Bible there because I've had time to wake up. Uh, and be good with the rest of the world. Whenever works for you, it doesn't matter when you do it. You know, I used to I used to listen to every sermon that said if you are good with the Lord, you will get up before the sun comes up and read your Bible. And I used to think I'm not a good Christian because I ain't gonna do that. I mean, 5 a.m. happens twice in a day. I'd never see it ever, or will I ever, unless something is wrong. But it's okay. If you don't arise early in the morning, some of you are night people. If you're like me, some of your best work is done between the hours of 11 and 2 a.m. Not 2 p.m., a.m. Two happens twice a day, and usually I see it because I'm just a late person. And so what I'm saying to you is it doesn't matter when you read your word. It matters just to read it, just read it. And so the problem is I think sometimes... We spend more time reading our Bible on social media than actually reading it. Did y'all know that liking a Bible post on Facebook does not substitute for Bible reading? Okay, let me say that again. Liking a biblical post on Facebook does not mean that you did your word for the day. Watching a devotional on Facebook does not substitute for reading the Word of God. I'll even go a step further. Reading a biblical commentary, reading a Bible about, reading a book about the Bible does not substitute for God's Word. The Word of God says it's living, it's breathing, it's active. And if you're not digging into it, you're going to miss it. I promise you don't need someone else's opinion about the Bible. You want to know his opinion about the Bible because what God is speaking to someone else may not. He may not speak exactly to you. What I love about preaching, the one thing I love about preaching is the Sunday afternoon. Crystal will tell you I'll scroll through Facebook and I'll see what you guys post because it's so funny to me because someone will get something completely different than someone else. Why? Because the Holy Spirit speaks to them differently in their life. And it's so cool because when we preach the word of God, when we walk through the word of God, the Holy Spirit will speak to each one of you completely different. In the same way, when you read your Bible, I read one passage in one aspect of my life and God can speak something completely different. I guarantee you, you could read the same chapter of the Bible over and over and over and over again. And God will speak something to you differently every day. But you have to read it. So. A tagline that you could put all over Facebook is, don't like a Bible post like the Bible. Don't like a biblical post like the Bible. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't fill Facebook with biblical posts. I'm not saying that. Facebook's a very dark place. It needs some word of God. But what I am saying is, that is no substitute for reading God's word, for digging in to God's word. So how to overflow good things. Number one treasure God's word number two be filled with the Holy Spirit be filled with the Holy Spirit Ephesians 5 15 through 18 says look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil therefore do not be foolish but understand what what uh, what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery but be filled with the Spirit What the writer of Ephesians is saying is, don't worry about all this mess that's around you. Worry about what the Spirit of God is speaking to you. You know, we cannot, we cannot change our thought patterns unless we get help from God. Do you ever, do you ever to a walk into a situation? And you know, we all, every time we walk into a situation, we assess it. Any assessors in here? Okay, you're assessing me now. It's fine. Okay. We walk in and we look at the situation and instantly something in our head goes, that's not good. Something is not good there. You know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit. You ever walk, you ever have someone call you and say, hey, I need you to do this for me. And instantly, you know, I don't need to do that. You know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit. You ever walk down an aisle in Walmart and the Holy Spirit goes, don't go down that, go down that aisle? He does that in every aisle at Walmart for me. <laughs> Praise God for online pickup. Whoop, whoop. The Holy Spirit always speaks in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is we have to learn to distinguish from our voice and his voice. I think far too often we get confused. And the reason I play the Christian pickup lines is because sometimes we blame our bad behavior on the Holy Spirit. Because we, nobody nobody can go, if you say, well, God told me to do this, nobody can say, uh-uh, God didn't tell you that. Why? Because they're instantly made out to be a jerk. But here's the thing. Don't say something is a word from the Lord, unless what? It is a word from the Lord. Don't use God's voice as something to get what you want. Use God's voice as something that is that is to be treasured. You know, oftentimes, I could stand up here as your pastor and say, the Lord spoke to me in a dream that we are supposed to take up the offering before the worship music, not after. Now, he could do that. It's highly possible. But if I'm trying out to see if the offering works better before the worship or after. I could just say, hey, we're trying this out. I don't have to say the Lord spoke to me in a dream. Right. You know, there are a few things this pastor that the Lord's spoken to me about. New building. He spoke to me about that. You know, the color of the walls. I don't think he necessarily spoke to me about that. I'm not going to say he spoke to me about the carpet. But what I am going to say is sometimes we just try stuff out. We'll just say most of the time we're trying stuff out. On the rare occasion, we say we feel that the Lord has spoken to us that we need to change. And so what I want you to hear is to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be in tune with his voice, not your voice. Because you have to remember we are selfish beings. And so you have to learn the difference between Your voice and his voice. Because my voice when I walk by the Apple store says, go buy that new iPhone. My voice when I walk by the clothing store at the mall says, you deserve something nice. My wife is rolling her eyes at me. But that's not God's voice. God's voice is not concerned with iPhones. He's not concerned with clothes. He's not concerned with things of this world. We have to learn to hear his voice and so my quote for the day that you can post all over Facebook is the only way to change your life is to stop listening to your voice and listen to his voice the only way that you're going to change your life is by listening to his voice learning the difference between his voice and your voice and I would say that is probably the most key thing in your spiritual walk is learning to hear the whisper of the father i'll give a little plug for justin's class he just went he said whisper he said whisper justin got excited he's like whoa so we're actually offering a class about hearing god's voice in the small gentle whisper and that's why the bible calls his voice a whisper why because you have to shut up and listen to it sorry i said shut up mom but they need to shut up and listen and so If you want to learn to be in tune and listen to God's voice, go sign up for Pastor Justin's class. He will be happy to show you where on the iPad, right? Okay. And so that is the key. You have to, because your voice is louder than God's. Because God wants you to stop and listen. So the three things that make us overflow good things. One, treasuring God's word. Two, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And number three, make prayer a habit make prayer a habit first john 5 14 through 16 says and this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if he knows and if we know that he hears us whenever we ask we know that we have the request that we have asked of him if anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death he shall ask and god will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death there is a sin that leads to death i do not say that one should pray for that what he's saying is is if we ask the lord according to his will he will give it to us all we have to do is ask now i'm not saying if you ask dear jesus these make me skinnier. Probably not going to happen because it's not according to his will. If being skinny was easy, we'd all be skinny, right? There would be no need for gyms. If we could just ask the Lord, Lord, please take 20 pounds off my midsection. That would be easy, but that's not the way it goes. But here's the thing. If you are sick, where do you go? You go to the doctor. What is your doctor going to tell you not to do? He's going to tell you not to Google it. Because if you Google your symptoms, what's going to happen? Oh, I've got polio. (laughs) Oh, I've got Ebola. Somebody help me. No, you need to go to a trained medical professional to find out what's wrong with you. So here's the thing, when we have problems in our lives, why do we ask the world what the issue is? When we need to ask the Lord, hey, what's my problem? Why am I having trouble with this? We don't ask, we don't ask these people out in the world, hey, I've got this, I've got this problem with my foot. Can you tell me what's wrong? No, why? Because they don't know what they're talking about. So why do we ask the world? You know, hey, Facebook, why do I have all these problems in my life? Those, those crack me up, by the way, when people when people like, because you see, you, you if you read the comments, you get varying opinions. Some people are telling someone to do one thing. Some people are telling them to do the exact opposite. And nobody's actually giving any really good advice. It's really kind of funny. But what I'm saying to you is everything, the Bible just told you, everything, If it's according to God's will, if you go to him in prayer, he will answer. You just have to go to him. So why do we look to the world to fix our problems that need to be fixed on our knees? Why do we go to the world? Why do we go to the web? Why do we go to Google to fix problems that are only solved when we hit our knees before the Lord, our God? So guys, not only do you need to read your Bible daily, not only do you need Hear the spirit of the Lord speaking to you daily. You need to bring your prayers and concerns to him. Now, what do I mean by prayers and concerns? I'm not just talking about, dear Lord, please help me. I stubbed my toe and I needed to feel better. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need to intercede, not just pray for yourself, but pray for your pastor. Pray for your president, whether you like him or not. I've prayed for every president since I've been alive, and I can tell you I don't like, I haven't liked most of them, okay? But I pray for them. Why? Because that is the Lord's appointed head over our nation. You may not like your pastor all the time, but I need your prayers. Your church needs your prayers. Your city leaders need your prayers. You need to intercede not just about your life, but about others. Why? Because when we focus too much on ourselves, we become what? Conceded, and so the same is true that we don't need to only talk about ourselves we don't only need to pray for ourselves the bible notice it's not talking about praying for yourself it's talking about praying for others so intercede on others behalf bring others concerns to the lord now that's not to say i'm not saying that there's not time for you to intercede on your own behalf please do it daily but also intercede for others Because if our prayer just stops for us, then the Lord doesn't have time to speak to us about outside issues. But unfortunately, guys, our daily prayer is mostly this. Dear Lord, with these flashing lights behind me, please don't let me get a ticket. If it's your will, amen. That's usually our prayer life. We usually only do the 911 prayers. Lord, I'm about to get evicted. Please help me. Not, hey, six months earlier when I was having financial issues. Hey, Lord, would you please help me with my financial issues? We only have 911 prayers for the most part. So don't let, nine, don't let God be your emergency call. Let him be your only call. a good one. That wasn't in the notes. You can put that on Facebook, okay? Somebody put that on Facebook so I'll remember it for the second service, okay? So, what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you in your life today? If you're new here at Hope Church, I always try to end the message with three questions to challenge you throughout your week. Number one, is good flowing from your mouth? Is good flowing from your mouth? Would someone say to you, if I was to ask them a question, do you enjoy being around so-and-so because they're always positive? Is good flowing from your mouth? You know, one, one that I can say that I always enjoy being around, I love being around Miss Ruby. I love being around Teresa. Why? Because they always say something good about you. It's never about them. It's always about you. You ever around that one person that always makes you feel like you are the most important person in the room? That's how we're supposed to all be. As followers of Christ, we are supposed to be different. We are always supposed to have good flowing from every part of us. Now, that's not to say that you won't get upset. We're all humans. Don't don't beat yourself up when you get upset occasionally. But the upset is supposed to be on occasion, not every day. So let good flow from your mouth. So my question for you today is good flowing from you. The second question, do you need to make time with God more of a priority? Do you need to make time with God more of a priority? Guys, I'm here to tell you, you have to schedule. We live in a world that things are super, super busy, and if you don't schedule, it won't happen. So here's what you need to do. You need to grab your phone or wherever you do your calendar. I do my calendar in my phone, and you need to schedule time with the Lord. We schedule our doctor appointments. We schedule appointments with other people, but do we schedule our time with the Lord? No. One thing that I always enjoyed, are some of you know our our parent church, our parent church, New Hope Church in uh Abilene, the pastor Chuck Farida, I'd always come into his office and his assistant would have his calendar up on her computer, and I'd always notice the first hour of him being there was always blocked out. Why? Because it said prayer and devotion. And his assistant knew during that hour not to bug him. Why? Because he's doing prayer and devotion. And even if I called during that hour, he was not going to be bugged. Why? Because he was in prayer and devotion. That meeting was just as important as any other meeting in his daily life. And the same needs to be true for you. Schedule time, protect it, and make it important. Because one thing I've learned, as a pastor, as a family man, the things that are most important to you get on the schedule, and the things that are not do not get scheduled. Number three, and the last one as the band comes back, do you need to be filled with the power of God today? Do you need to be filled with the power of God today? Now here in just a moment, the going to play another song. And during this song, we're going to be asking God to be the king of our heart. Now, when we ask God to be the king of our heart, that means he is in control, not us. Are we okay with that? Are we really okay? When we sing, God, you are the king of my heart, we're saying you can have control of every aspect of our lives. So in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to consider, one, do you even know the Lord? Have you begun a relationship with him? You know, we can't expect good to flow from your heart if you've never begun a relationship with our Lord and Savior. So the first thing you have to do is make sure you have given your life over to Christ. They put up the decision line. 817-968-1061. If you would like to accept Jesus today, text to there, I choose Jesus. Or you can come talk to one of our prayer partners. The second, maybe you've maybe you've gone a little off track. And you need to recenter your life. Maybe you need to refocus. In the church world, sometimes we call it recommit our lives. Now, I'm not not making this a huge decision i I think a lot of times we overemphasize the recommitment but what i'm saying to you is sometimes it's good to recommit to the lord and say you know hey i've spent this summer being a goofball but now it's me and you and so if you need some encouragement text that text line and say i'm recommitting to the lord today or you can talk to one of our pastors or maybe lastly maybe you want to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you want God's power. Now, I would say this one you could text in, but it's far more powerful if you allow somebody to pray for you. You know, there's something magical about laying hands and and transferring the power of God from one follower of Christ to another. Because when we're asking for more of His Spirit, we need to tap into what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. So what I'm saying to you today, ask God during this song. You know, sometimes... This last time, it's as soon as we start singing, we, we use it. Some of us use it as a time to run to the restroom. Some of us use it as a time to get out of here soon. But what this time is designed for is to take what we've just learned and ask God, What, are we, what do I need to change? Because you got out of bed. You came here today for a reason. So ask God to reveal to you what one thing you need to change in your life. Are you spending time in your word? Are you being filled with the Holy Spirit? What was the last one? Are you making prayer a habit? Such a good message, I forgot my third point. See, preachers do it too. What what did I say? That's why you gotta write it down. Because you forget. So ask God today, during this time, don't be in a rush to get out of here. Ask God, what do I need to change today? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you today that you are good. Lord, we thank you that you If we allow you to be, if we quit being a bonehead, we can allow you to be the king of our hearts. So I pray today, Lord, in each and every aspect of this room, Lord, I pray that you would just help us to lay down everything that we want to be and truly focus in on what you would call us to be. So Lord, I pray today, if anyone's sitting in this room and needs to make a decision to follow you, Lord, I pray that they would either text in Or find one of our pastors and pray with them. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here today that needs to recommit, to re-follow, recommit their lives to you. Lord, I pray that they would either find one of the pastors or text it so we can follow up with them. Lord, I pray also. prayer people down here in the front and the back. would love to pray with you.